Thank you for tuning in. If your plans don't include mobile, your plans are not finished, said Wendy Clark, former CEO at DDB Worldwide. The smartphone industry has seen tremendous growth in a short span of time. Our guest today, Mr. Nibun Maria, currently head of brand strategy at Vivo India, has witnessed this evolution and contributed to the growth of one of the biggest players in the Indian smartphone industry, Vivo. The episode is hosted by Akash Agarwal, currently manager at Paytm. Thank you, Nibun and Akash. Hi, Nipun. Uh, glad to be doing this with you today. So let's start with your uh, journey at FMS. Uh, I know you graduated in 2009. It was a time when the recession happened. So just uh, walk us through some of your early memories from your days at FMS. Okay, sure. So uh, thank you very much for uh, inviting me for this podcast. Uh, when the invitation came, I had no choice but to say yes. Uh, as uh, my alma mater, I think that's the least I can do. Uh, so congratulations to all the team members for, you know, taking this initiative and letting us be connected to the campus. So, so thank you so much for this uh, initiative. Now I'll come to your question. Uh, when you talked about, you know, recession year, yes, uh, in fact, I was also a part of the placement team. And uh, while 2008 uh, was, a, was a fairly good year uh, as far as placements were concerned, uh, suddenly after the placements we saw you know, the huge recession, which, which we all know about. And therefore, when we went into our placements 2009, it was, it was a tough phase. Uh, but uh, yeah, so at that time, of course, placements were tough. Uh, and, uh, but now I think if you ask me today, which is 10, 12 years later, uh, I would say that uh, because, you know, students uh, from campus, of course, they were good. So finally, I think uh, most of them, uh, have got what they deserved. So it might have been a little delayed, uh, but certainly I think uh, most of the people are well-placed now and uh, are doing well in whichever aspect of their life they are. Glad to know that. And uh, so now moving uh, ahead and talking about your career journey post-FMS. So you spent almost a decade now in the uh, consumer electronics uh, companies like Samsung, Lava and Vivo. So uh, from a marketing perspective, uh, could you share with us some of these instances that you've come across and become like marketing lessons for you? So uh, I joke it with my team that, uh, you know, I, I joined the handset space uh, in the 2G era. Uh, and now we are moving into 5G. So I have literally seen uh, the, the dawn of 3G, 4G, <laughs> and maybe now 5G. So when I look back from a technology point of view, I think I'm already dated. Uh, but uh, yeah, this is, uh, on the other hand, I think this is how fast uh, the consumer tech uh, space is. And I think that is what makes it so exciting that uh, within a span of 10 years, uh, we have seen uh, keypad phones completely transforming, you know, everybody having keypad phones to now more than 40% people in India having smartphones, right? And uh, not just this, the way uh, smartphones have been so integral uh, to our lives today and whichever aspect of our life we see, whether it is entertainment, uh, education, uh, health, uh, even, you know, staying connected with friends and family, uh, clicking pictures. So, so all these things, I think they are, uh, that's the exciting part of, of, you know, being in the consumer tech space. And I think that's what also kept me hooked uh, to the consumer tech space uh, for the last, you know, so many years. Uh, if you have to ask me, you know, what is the one biggest takeaway as far as, uh, you know, I am concerned, um, I think it is the most basic, uh, but I think the most fundamental thing 
which is uh, do you understand your consumer well uh, do you understand your consumer's pain points uh, do you understand uh, you know why the consumer uh, is buying you and you know the more you will understand and the more truly you know you will appreciate uh, your consumer's uh, point of view uh, i think the better one can do in marketing uh, so uh, very often you know we as marketers uh, we start putting our blinders uh, we start putting our own filters uh, and assuming this i know everything about the consumer but the consumer today also is evolving and changing so fast that you know nobody can uh, truly understand our consumer uh, very well uh, all the time uh, so therefore you know uh, most important part is understanding the consumer uh, and you know keep uh, immersing yourself uh, into the life of your consumer i think that's the biggest single takeaway uh, at least i have for the last 10 years great nipun so uh, currently in uh, in your role you've been i think you've been associated with vivo uh, india for quite a long time and you've been leading the brand strategy for them so uh, so we in, in our marketing class learn how brand personas are built so if i had to ask you this question where uh, you to imagine brand vivo as a person so how would you describe it uh, to a friend of yours okay <laughs> uh, interesting question depends who my friend is uh, you know and where is this person coming from uh so uh, as far as uh, uh, see uh, a brand strategy is concerned uh, you're right uh, that you know at on the face of it or theoretically speaking yes you know that's uh, that's you know simple you know marketing textbook uh, understanding that you know you have to think of a persona think of an archetype uh, and then you know try building that but in the real world uh and i'll give you vivo's uh, example because when i joined vivo uh, vivo was uh, was much lesser known uh, in india than it is known today right so so in the last 5 6 years uh, there has been a you know journey uh, for us also and that journey has more been if you look at the marketing funnel which is uh, first is awareness you know then is you know you would have learned ida so awareness interest desire and action or the other ways awareness consideration and purchase so uh, most important uh, for us when we started our journey in india was building brand awareness right uh, and from awareness uh, one moves towards uh, you know then talking about these higher order uh, things of persona and archetypes and those things in an ideal world uh, yes you know you should have all these uh, parameters well set Uh, before you know you start your marketing journey but you can understand as the business grows you know these are these are more evolved things and you know they come with the passage of time so similarly so when vivo was you know entering india uh, our our main goal at that time was uh, how do we ensure that the awareness of the brand is there because without awareness there will be no purchase right so so that is where you know we started off with uh, but today if you ask me you know at a at a persona level uh, the the journey of the brand you know it is it is still a work in progress right uh, we are also learning every day on because see, we've grown very fast uh, from from the last 5 6 years where we almost had no market share right to today when we are the number one brand in the offline market and the offline market is 65% of or 60% of the market uh, and vivo has been the number one brand both in volume and value Uh, for the last uh, six quarters 
right so so that's been the journey of the brand uh, and uh, as you know the at least the you know the market share part is secured then one also starts looking at at the brand part and how one can strengthen the brand uh, so therefore you know as far as the archetypes and personalities are concerned it's a work in progress for us still uh, but i would say you know broadly speaking how our consumers define us today so so what is naturally coming to vivo is it is a brand which is you know reliable uh, products are you know of good quality uh, the you know the the brand is reliable because of it af- uh, it's after sales service right the brand is popular uh, and the brand uh, has very good camera capabilities uh, these are the three four things which people uh, talk about uh, when they talk about brand vivo thanks for that answer nipun so uh moving forward uh since you have been associated in the brand strategy uh division i just wanted to understand from your personal perspective if you had to choose a brand uh, which you love or whose brand strategy you uh, look up to so which would that be okay uh, see singling out uh, any particular brand uh, i think it it becomes uh, very difficult and also i think maybe slightly unfair because the industries are different uh and uh, the challenges are different the nature of the you know business uh, and the the stage of the brand uh, also varies uh, from country to country even if it's like a big brand uh, or if it's like if it's a if it's a not so big brand then you know even uh, during the stage of the journey but you know there are there are some usual suspects which you know one can all look into and in different spaces you will find uh, i think different brands Uh, in the uh, say for example in in consumers uh, i think uh, starbucks uh, is a very good example uh, of how they have been able to charge a premium uh, and build loyalty uh, so so i think starbucks is a great example of uh, just selling a you know simple cup of coffee uh, but transforming that cup of coffee into an experience uh, which has not just you know uh, improved with time but also i think sustained uh, the tough competition i'm sure they would have faced uh, in so many parts of the world uh, but still uh, i think the loyalty they have and the premiumness they're able to charge uh, i think it is certainly a very very good job done uh, when it comes to marketing sure uh, makes complete sense uh, nepon uh one uh, more thing which i personally wanted to ask you is uh, related to some of these common mistakes or themes that you see uh in terms of uh, uh what brands are doing right or wrong so if you to pick on some of these mistakes that you think uh, a person who is starting a brand or or building a brand uh, that he must avoid what would those be uh see uh, starting uh, the brand or you know building the brand so again it depends uh, see on uh, on many many factors uh, like so some people could say you know vivo's uh, aggressive approach uh, towards marketing spends was not right right maybe at that time some people would have said that but if you look at it in hindsight uh, we believe it was a great investment and a great strategy right because we have the results to back it up now so uh, so i don't think we can paint you know anything with a with a single brush you know without understanding the context Uh, of you know the overall situation uh, but some simple things uh, i think are uh, the most important but the basic things uh, and basics here means you know you have to understand you know as i said at the beginning also uh, understand 
you know what you are offering and how will you be able to make your consumers uh, life better uh, right and better both you know at a functional level as well as at an emotional level a lot of times uh, i have seen this especially in uh, industries like ours uh, which are you know so product centric there are other industries you know where product innovation is not happening at such a rapid pace like in our case uh, the life cycle of a product is 6 months so in 6 months we get new technology right so so everything is product driven sometimes when you know product takes uh, such high precedence uh, one starts losing out uh, or starts ignoring the emotional aspect uh, of the consumer uh, which uh, i think is equally important uh, if not more important so 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 my suggestion to anybody who's you know looking at Uh, building uh, or you know starting a brand is uh, look at both the functional aspects as well as the emotional aspects of how are you going to make your consumers life better great uh, thanks dimple now moving forward i also wanted to discuss a little bit about what's happening in the digital first uh, direct to consumer brand space that's happening in india and uh, so there are a lot of these small brands that are coming up and a lot of uh, funding is going towards that Uh, but uh, these startups which are getting funded they have to constantly decide between these performance marketing spends which helps ensure that the revenue comes in the short term versus these brand marketing spends where the revenue might come a little uh, later down the quarters so and since that they are funded they have they have fixed runway so they have to constantly do this trade off between kind of milking the brand versus feeding the brand so uh, i just wanted a little bit of thoughts on that from you nipun uh, on how do you think about this trade off okay uh, i don't think you know this is uh, it is an either or situation uh, i think one uh, one has to look at both because both have their own uh, you know very very important uh, jobs to do uh, one is like a more short term goal uh, and the other uh, is a more long term goal and uh, i don't think anybody who's listening to this podcast would say that you know we can only live uh, on a day to day basis without having the larger vision uh, in mind uh, at the same time uh, just you know running towards a larger vision without having you know the day to day business intact uh, that also can't work so uh, so i think both are needed uh, and both are equally important uh, again uh, there will be moments and there will be phases uh, in your brand building and in your business Uh, when uh, you will like you know one to take uh, more priority over the other uh, say if it's like uh, say in the e-commerce space uh, let's take an example if diwali time is a big big sale time uh, or say if 30% of your business happens for the whole year happens around diwali right so at that time what you will also like to do is ensure that you get the maximum uh, traffic and the maximum sales uh, at that time right that's not the time when you will start doing you know simple you know or you know non performance marketing kind of initiatives uh, whereas you know at the other times uh, brand building and brand marketing become more important so i would say it's not in either or situation uh, we one has to assess uh, the business and the realities of the business and accordingly take the actions or uh, make sense uh, nipun and uh... one thing i wanted to ask you about uh, the smartphones category in particular is a large portion of uh, the smartphone is still uh, being marketed 
to Bharat, which is like uh, in tier two, tier three cities. And even Vivo has like uh, one of the best retailer networks. So uh, I just wanted to ask you how brand strategy in your opinion differs when they're marketing to, let's say the top 10 cities in India and when they're marketing to uh, the rest of India, so to say. So how do you think about that? Uh, see, who do we uh, reach out to? Uh, if it's a premium customer or if it's a, a mass customer, uh, let's understand one thing uh, that uh, if somebody is spending 10,000 rupees uh, or if somebody is spending say 60, 70,000 rupees, uh, 10,000 rupees for person A and 60,000 rupees for person B, both are equally valuable right, to that specific customer. right? Uh, both of them are spending a significant portion of their uh, say yearly salary uh, in buying a phone uh, and we've seen that people buy on EMIs also uh, or you know phone especially is a is a high involvement uh, high ticket high frequency purchase right uh, so the first thing that you know we as marketeers especially in this business understand is that we must uh, truly uh, understand you know what our customer and why our customer is buying our product so whether it's a 10,000 rupees product or a 60,000, 70,000 rupees product. Then uh, the other uh, thing is that as I was sharing with you, that technology you know, evolves and changes very fast. But uh, we still can't only limit ourselves to saying, okay, this is a 60 megapixel or a 100 megapixel or a, or a 8 GB RAM or a 12 GB RAM, right? We have to go beyond technology. Uh, and this is where, you know, in the consumer tech space, again, it can uh, become challenging. Uh, so again, whether it's a 10,000 rupees product or I'm selling to the top 10 city, it is not about feature selling. Uh, it is about benefit selling. And uh, benefit, again, how it makes sense and how it makes our consumer's life more meaningful. Uh, I think that is the real benefit. Uh, and if one can understand that uh, and do more benefit selling than feature selling, you know, we stand a better chance of success. Uh, and again, benefit of say, or feature, uh, feature selling to a 10,000 rupees uh, phone of it or to a, or for a 60,000 60, rupees phone, uh, there is a difference. Uh, and that difference has to be very well understood. So for us, uh, it, there, it has to be a very, very good balance between selling technology and uh, selling, you know, high, high end technology, as well as selling, you know, important benefits to the customer. Uh, so rest, uh, of course, you know, then there are standard answers of, uh, you will uh, do marketing like this, you will do channel selection like this, right, you will uh, pick up, say, OTTs in one kind of, uh, one kind of approach, uh, and pick up more mass channels or GC channels. So those are, you know, standard practices. Uh, and you know low hanging fruits which you anyways do but the important thing is uh, can you understand why the 10000 rupees customer is buying you right and uh, ensure that your technology matches his needs well oh, wow i think i've learned a lot uh, during this conversation about brand strategy and now i just uh, so i checked up your linkedin profile and i saw that uh, you are an avid reader so uh, i wanted to ask you uh, one of these books that uh, you think has influenced you a lot and, and uh, how has that influence be, been for you? <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, so I think uh, one of the books which uh, really shaped uh, my thinking 
uh, is a book I, I recently read, uh, not so recently, also around a year back I read. Uh, and uh, the, the book is Mindset by Carol Dweck. Uh, so this book talks, uh, and I'll just give you, you know, in one line what this talks about. Uh, so mindset, you know, the book talks about two kinds of mindsets that you know, we can find ourselves in. Uh, one is a fixed mindset and the other is a growth mindset. Uh, the fixed mindset says that uh, my capabilities, my IQ, my, you know, uh, uh, how much I can accomplish uh, is fixed, right? So uh, the, the growth mindset, on the other hand, says that if I want to accomplish something, right, uh, I can improve, you know, my uh, inner, uh, whatever strength uh, is required, uh, and you know, if I work towards a particular skill, uh, I will be able to achieve it. So uh, in many a times, uh, you know, as a manager, for example, right? Uh, and at times maybe I would have also made this mistake you know, where I would have said, okay, this particular person uh, can only do so much, right? If he's in my team, uh, this person, and you know, we start pigeonholing uh, our, you know, team members or, you know, our uh, other people saying, okay, this, is a star performer. Uh, this is, uh, you know, an average performer, or this is a bad performer. So, and the moment you are doing it, uh, you are, uh, you are succumbing uh, to the fixed mindset personality. Right? The growth mindset person will say, okay, yes, this person is here today, but it does not mean this person cannot be. If this person is average today, it does not mean this person cannot be great tomorrow. So, this average to great journey, uh, whether you are a parent. Uh, or you're a coach, or you're a manager, or you're a leader. I think this average to growth, uh, or average to great journey, uh, you can influence amongst other people. Uh, but only and only if you have a growth mindset and not a fixed mindset. Uh, so, so this is, I think this is one book uh, I will suggest uh, uh, all of you to also read. Uh, and maybe you're able to appreciate it as much as you know I have been, I have, yeah. Wonderful. I think I, I personally will definitely uh, want to read that uh, in the next month itself. And uh, now just uh, moving on to our last question. Uh, so there are a lot of young marketers who watch, uh, who listen to this podcast. And uh, we, I just want to ask you this question where if you had, if you were graduating in 2021 from FMS as a young marketer or a younger marketer, so what would you, uh, what would be the advice that you give yourself uh, having been through this journey uh, post FMS now. Okay. So uh, see if, uh, if one is clear that, you know, marketing is the, is the career or is at least uh, the initial few years of your career, uh, you want to make into sales and marketing. Uh, so I think the only advice I'd like to give is, uh, is build your understanding first. Right. Because uh, many a times, you know, when we are passing out of campus, uh, all of us uh, look at success stories around us. Uh, all of us get inspired by, uh, you know, top leaders uh, and, you know, read uh, biographies and autobiographies of top guys. Right. Uh, and uh, we also want uh, to accomplish uh, as much as, you know, they have had which uh, I think all of us can also accomplish. Uh, the only uh, advice therefore is you can accomplish, but you know, it will take time. Uh, and 
during this time uh, you have to get ready to accomplish that and uh, the sure a sure shot way of getting ready uh, to accomplish whatever you want to accomplish is to build your understanding first uh, build understanding of the basics uh, like you know if you're doing sales then how is it working in your particular area right how is the consumer behavior changing uh, what is the behavior of the shopkeepers you know the retailers you know if in case you're in an offline business so because you know consumer is is almost essential to whatever business you are in right so therefore understanding consumer understanding competition right these are basics but uh, and also when you're at you know at the entry level that's also the best time because imagine you know 10 years later or 15 years later you're the gm of say any particular division and then you know you are asked questions about some basics or you're teaching a a young management trainee and you don't know those basics then you know you will not be seen in a good light so uh, initial few years are the time uh, when you can be hungry and you can be foolish right uh, so therefore spend time uh, in understanding and you know building your foundation because once that is set and you have to keep patience for the first few years uh, while you know, all of us may believe and feel that you know, we are the next god's gift to humanity right while passing out of fms but that doesn't happen companies were running before you passed out Uh, and companies will continue to run uh, the important thing is uh, how you make a mark uh, in this world and that will only happen when you keep patience and you keep you know building on your knowledge if you do these two things then i think the rest of the things will fall in place oh, i think that's going to help uh, a lot of us uh, in planning our journeys ahead and uh, so with this i think we come uh, to the end of the podcast for today i wanted to thank uh, marksock fms delhi for organizing this wonderful podcast series and for and to nipun especially for making this uh, such a learning and interesting conversation i've definitely learned a lot and i uh, and i know my friends uh, and everyone who watches this podcast would be learning uh, a lot as well from nipun's journey in brand building uh, at vivo uh, so thank you nipun uh, for taking time out for this Yeah thank you very much